Welcome back to the Live and Ever Now podcast. My name is Will. And my name is Jake. And today we're going to be talking about perfect dates. Ooh. And why you should think about what your perfect day looks like. Okay, so what's, what's a perfect day, William? Well, <laughs> it's, a, it's a day that's really, really good. Um, <laughs> but, okay, right. But yeah. what do you mean? What do you mean when you say so, perfect day? So I mean, day? if you like got a piece of paper and wrote down you know, blocks of 30 minute increments and you got to plan what you did in all those 30 minute increments, what would you plan that would make a perfect day? And doing this exercise has been helpful for me to prioritize which things I care about. Yeah. Which things, because you only have 24 hours in a day, so you can't do everything. You have to choose what are the important things you want to do. You know, how much time do you want to spend with family versus personal projects? Like right. You have to put a number to it as a, as a ratio of how much time you have. Um, and thinking about where I want to be in 10 years is going to shape, you know, what your perfect day looks like now. Thinking about where you want to be in one year is going to shape your perfect day now. And I don't think that this is literally about trying to live the perfect day. I think it's more of a... thought exercise to force yourself to have some of these conversations, which we're going to talk about. Wow. So it's, it's more of a self-reflection tool for you. I think so. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in like a reevaluation of your priorities because you have to, yeah, you it's have about, to assign them. It's about trying to figure out what you want, which right. is, I think a, a very <laughs> underratedly hard problem. No, seriously. Like in every aspect of our lives, yeah. like what kind of person do we want to be with? What kind of friends do we want to have? What kind of person do we want to be? What kind of life do we want? Exactly. Like, I first did the the perfect day exercise. I think it was the summer after seventh grade. And I had this grand idea that I was going to, you know, be super incredible over the summer and I was going to come back to school and I was going to be like the best at every sport. So I, I made, <laughs> I made this plan over the summer that I was going to like practice basketball for an hour, practice football for an hour, go on a run in the morning, go on a run in the night, you know, learn a language, um, you know, read, read for an hour every day or whatever. And like, I did it for maybe two days. <laughs> like it was the most ridiculously ambitious <laughs> like daily schedule ever, <laughs> but it was, it was useful for me because it, it made me think about like, made me have a goal. It made me and take that goal and then translate it into actions that would help me achieve my goal. Mm -hmm. And of course it didn't, didn't work out. I didn't show up and, you know, rock the basketball team home or anything, right, right, but right. it, it, that's how the conversation got started for me. And then interesting. <laughs> uh, in college and everything, my favorite quote of all time is Annie Dillard's quote, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. That's really good. It's a good quote. Yeah. And it's true. Like if you spend your days being, being mad and angry at life, then that's what your life is. If you spend your days hating your job and, uh, I don't know, not exercising – yeah. Or or whatever, whatever your days are filled with, that's what your life is filled with. Yeah, wow. It's it's crazy, man. And I feel like huh, I feel like we don't always know what we're capable of, too. I feel like sometimes we feel 
like the perfect day that we might design is out of reach when really it's not that far away. And, and actually we've had this conversation in the past, just to full disclosure to you guys. And you actually showed me through this exercise that a day that I'm very proud of is not that far away or a day that is very fulfilling for me is not that far away. And even if you have to do things you don't want to do, like go to work in the interim. Yes. Um, but I, I just, I think the point of like, you can do this, like you can have a perfect day is a concept that maybe, maybe most people aren't even woke to yet. And I, I can profess that I, I wasn't woke to like you, you helped me to realize that, wait, it doesn't have to be delayed. It doesn't have to be this dream life that I have way down the line. Like I can make a great life today. And, and yeah. that sounds so s- simple and counterintuitive, but sometimes just knowing that is, is helpful. Yeah, I think this is a good exercise. One of the things that I always ran into with this, like one of the fundamental limitations here is that if you try to actually follow your perfect day, then every day is going to be exactly the same. Uh-huh. And that, that kind of sucks. So last summer, I remember we talked a lot about basically the perfect week. Like we had our, our notion system where we would make <laughs> these like time blocks, yeah. I guess. No, it was it was a cool idea. Yeah. I, we, we broke every day into like five, three hour time blocks or something. Yeah. And then you could fill those time blocks with like one of 10 um, activities. And then you could see your entire week view and you would see like, oh, I'm working for 15 blocks and I'm exercising for four blocks. Yes. So you get a very visual, intuitive understanding of what you're prioritizing. Yeah. And it, it it's good for that. Because you'd count like, oh, I only spent one block with family this week. That's kind of shitty. I, next mm-hmm. week, I need to make sure I spend three blocks with family yeah. or two blocks with family. And you're constantly, every week, prioritizing your life and how you spend your time, which is super... That part is amazing. And we, yeah, we need to find ways to like get back to that. I think where it broke down was a three-hour block is a little bit too long to it, schedule manageably. It is. And if you make the blocks too much smaller, then it is also kind of hard to... Because there's so many. Yeah. And then you don't... If, the, if not all the blocks are the same size, then you can't really <laughs> count them as easily. And then trying to like hang out with people, you're like, sorry, you're interrupting my block seven. I, I, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I actually don't mind that at all. Like I, I feel like if you planned you know hang out with someone a week in advance for sure you'd be like oh yeah i i've planned for these three hours i gotta go after this yeah yeah i don't for sure. i don't have a problem with that for sure it's just it's just i ran into some awkward situations <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to get into them. um but so i what was really helpful for me when we did this exercise a while ago was having multiple perfect days and yeah and kind of figuring out what my Cause like, I don't want to make music every day and I think that's fine and I don't have to, but I, I want to do other stuff those other days too. Like maybe I have a perfect day of leisure and maybe I have a perfect day of, you know, my perfect, um, creation day. And I, you know, I made some music and I went out and made some clothes and I shot some creative direction and we got a whole drop ready and, (laughs) and, um, and then maybe another day is a perfect day full of, and I have family on that day too, but maybe another perfect day is on that day of leisure, perhaps I have like half the day I get to spend with my loved ones or something like that. Um, So talk to me about that. So the problem with any of these schedule things is you're never going to be able to plan well enough to adapt 
perfectly and be perfectly flexible to reality. Yeah, for life, right? Yeah, and I, I think the the benefit is not actually in following the schedule as much as it is being intentional about what you want to do. And there's value in being very strict on a schedule, but I don't know. I feel like there's diminishing returns there with being too strict. I, I totally relate. I was going to say one of the problems I have the most actually is just sticking to a time block. Um, and what's more helpful for me is just having certain times for certain things. And I don't have that many of those. And then life kind of fills up the rest of it. So I think what you said last episode about like having a um, resting task, basically, like anytime you have time, this is what you do when you have nothing to do, which probably should be sit with yourself and listen to yourself. But you could read, for example, or play Kendama. Yeah, that's perfectly reasonable. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I forgot where I was going, honestly. <laughs> so so in, in the idea of a perfect day leads you pretty quickly into morning and evening routines because if you're trying to wake up at a specific right. time every day, then that means you have to go to bed at a specific, specific time every day. And then you're like, you know, planning for the hour before you go to bed and then the hour as soon as you wake up. And planning your morning routine, I think, is also a super beneficial thought exercise, even if you don't actually stick to it every single day. Yeah. And in my notion, I have a page of all the different morning routines I've ever planned. I do and it's, too. <laughs> it's interesting to go back through and see like what I thought was important two years ago for my morning routine. Yeah. I saved all mine as well. I think yeah. that's funny. <laughs> I, I, I go through phases of simplifying my morning routines. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll read a new book. Like I read Wim Hof's book and then started doing Wim Hof method every morning and like taking cold showers and like there's all these different steps to it. And then like I kind of simplified it back down and then like just started doing, well, I don't really do too much right now, <laughs> which I'm going to get into um, about, about, you know, waves and cycles in your life. But it's, it's cool to, to go back through and see my progress. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, I love the idea of morning routines because I feel like, and nightly routines and having them in tandem because I think that they kind of align your life, like you're saying, the way you want. And if you can, if you can just get that part right, you can usually have a much more intentional day that can lead to a life that you want to be living, which ultimately is the point of the exercise of the perfect day yeah. is to get you to a point where you're living the life you want to be living, which is your, you, you know, your perfect day. So when you do this exercise, do you have an expiration date on your perfect day? Like, Ooh. Do you, are you trying to plan a perfect day for this month or a perfect day for the rest of your life? See, I was going to ask you that because I always thought of it as like, it's a, almost like a goal. Like what is the perfect day that I want? And, and then I work back from that perfect day to steps in my daily life. Like that's what fills my daily life is steps to get to that perfect day. So I work from, I work from no holds barred, completely no logic. Like what is, what is absolutely the, even if I had 29 hours today, like I, I could have 50 hours today. I just, I don't let logic define what I think was the perfect day at first. And then I kind of refine from there and get to 24 hours. And then I maybe separate because I, because I exceeded 24 hours, I figure out like what my three top perfect days were. 
um, or two, I guess, if you do the math, <laughs> if, if like 59 hours, I don't know, two and a uh, third um, days. Um, and then from there, I design back. So I, I, I say, okay, so this is my perfect day. Now, what steps can I take every day now in my, what can I put into my systems every single day? They're going to help me get to that perfect day. And so, so what do you mean help you get to the perfect day? It's not, it's not the actions in the perfect day that you're mimicking. It's like steps to get to the actions. Yeah. So for example, my time, like time freedom is something that I, I think epitomizes my perfect day. Like the ability to choose what I want to do with my day is okay. part of my perfect day. So steps I take to get there are like, you know, being disciplined with my savings. That's one step. Um, working hard on my passion projects. That's another step. And making sure I'm laying a brick every day. Ooh, 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 ooh. I love this quote. Okay. So this is actually from James Clear too. Um, he says, Rome wasn't built in a day, but they were laying bricks every day. You don't have to build Rome today, but make sure you lay a brick. And I love this quote because it helps me remember that I don't have to do, I don't have to pull an all nighter, but I do have to do something every single day because that's like the 1% compound interest conversation we have. And if I can take one step towards my perfect day every day, I am getting that much closer in my mind. So, so for, I, I think yeah. we, we're actually thinking about perfect days a little bit differently. Your perfect day <laughs> <Yeah>. is like, <laughs> I tend to interpret what in, the real thing is. in 30 years. Like, what do I want to be doing with my life? Right. And I'm thinking of it more like tomorrow. What do I want to do from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m.? Yeah. And I, I think when you look at it my way, you get to where you you want to. Because like I said, I build backwards and I figure out the steps I need to take. And so it's naturally very fulfilling for me to take those steps because I see the vision of where they go. If that makes sense. So every day I'm doing, I have like this, this modified perfect day because it's not my ideal perfect day that I'm working towards, but it's perfect for now because it's getting me there. It's delivering me there. If that makes sense. Okay. So that's how I think about it. So the goal of your perfect day is to give you the future you want. Yeah. Okay. To get me to my real perfect day. It's like my, it's like my augmented one. Okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> which I'm not suggesting it just works for me. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the right way to do this is. I just, I found that to be an impactful tool in my own life mm -hmm. that's helped me like shape what my actions are every single day. And I, and I, and more importantly, I think not even that it changes any actions, but it makes me ask, what is the intention behind these actions? What is the purpose of today? Well, how can I maximize that? Uh, that coupled with the four-hour work week, we, I read the four-hour work week around the same time that we had this conversation about a year ago now. Um, and he was just talking about like, I can't get my work week down to four hours, but he could because he was his own uh, entrepreneur. Like he was his own uh, leader. He was his own business owner. Um, but you start, you start thinking about the Parkinson's law and how you, we all like fill the time that we allot for for tasks usually. So so if you if you have three hours to do something, you'll probably take all three hours to do it. If you have eleven hours to do it, you'll probably take all eleven hours to do it. If you have thirty minutes to do it, you'll probably you, you don't know if you can get it done, but you can try and cut down your hours until you take the least amount of time it actually takes to do something. And I basically took that principle and wanted to earn back some of that 
time freedom and that life energy that I was spending on things that I don't care about, which is like my day job, sorry. <laughs> and I need to, um, I needed to prioritize getting that life energy back so, so that I could spend it on things that were going to help me get to my perfect day faster. So what I did was I just kept cutting down time to fill the task. And so I started with, say we have a regular work day and it takes eight hours. Like you work at a nine to five, you're at an eight hour shift or a nine hour shift. You have nine hours to fill that day with all the tasks you have. You don't necessarily need nine hours to do all of them. So I just, I just asked that question and I started cutting down, cutting down, cutting down, cutting down. And I end up with like 10 to 20 hours a week versus my 40 that I was spending and sometimes 50, sometimes 60. And that does fluctuate. Sometimes, some weeks I do 30 because I need to do more stuff. And some weeks I do five because I didn't need to do that much stuff. And the, I think this probably goes into the conversation and I'm probably biting my, biting my, uh, putting my foot in my mouth a little bit about excellence. But I feel like prioritizing that to get the life that I want to live ultimately is more important than excellence in this conversation. Now, I don't want to give the wrong impression. Every ounce of work I do for my day job is done to the best of my ability. I try my hardest on all of the tasks that I give. I just have cut down the time that I'm wasting at my at my work. Whereas like you could just, especially in a work from home environment, nobody's watching you. And I don't feel bad about it because I'm doing all the same work that everybody else is doing. I'm just doing it quicker. And because I've cut down my own time and raised my own standards, I, I get to spend my life the way I want to. That's how I view it. Okay. <laughs> Long antidote. Sorry to <laughs> over, overrun the podcast. No, you're good. It was interesting. So do you think in the future your perfect day just tends towards more like control of your own time? Is that your main goal? Totally. Yeah. Just I just want to spend time. I really just want music to be my job. <laughs> I really want creating to be my job at whatever capacity. I want music to do it. I want living every now to do it. And I want my passions for impact and um just creation to rule my time. And I feel a great sense of pride and ownership over that. And I, I imagine that I will feel even more prideful and more ownership over the fact that I'm the one that gets to spend my day how I want to. So yes. So short. <laughs> I, I have a question there that I, I think will get to something I'm trying to get at. So okay. if you had the ability to do music full time, make money from it and all that would you go through phases you think where music is a huge part of your life and then go through phases where music is not a huge part of your life like 100 like a sprint 100 percent. i i think i think unequivocally because of a principle we talked about a couple episodes ago where um nearness to things and and absence of those things or like at least distance from those things can make um the fire relight and so I, I very much think, especially creatively, distance helps me recharge. And I know I can't be 100% on all the time. I know, like, I, I put a lot of myself into my music and in all of my creation. And so I can't be burning that fire every single day at 100% lit. It just doesn't work like that. I have finite resources. I have finite creativity. 
but I can recharge. I can come back. So I imagine when I when I when I have a life that is directed in the way that I'm imagining, like a, when I do have my perfect days, and this is why I do a lot of different creative stuff. I imagine I'll spend you know four months on an album, get the album ready to go, and then like tour, not really worry about making more music unless I want to, and that's fine. For a tour for two months, and then go spend three months with family and friends and. And go like live on an island somewhere. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm <laughs> trying to trying to get at. Is even in your perfect day, there's not enough time for everything. Like if you want to fit everything Truly. in, they're going to be like 15 minute blocks. Truly. And sometimes you have to go in waves. Like if you're training for an ultra distance marathon, yeah, you're going to have to spend a lot of time training, and that's going to push out some other mm-hmm. activities that you should be doing. Yes. But as soon as your ultra marathon is done, then you have to reprioritize. And then take that time back and then fill it with a new thing that is going to push out other things. So you you can't fit everything into a single day. No. But you, I think, can go in waves where you, you ebb and flow what your main priority for the time is. But you know that that's not going to be your main priority forever. I actually love doing that. And I, I think the only frustrating part about now is that you don't get to, like, I don't get to control the main thing I spend my time on. And the main thing I spend my time on is somebody else's agenda. Like, I have to work for somebody else's ideas. And sure, I, I have my input and it, it matters at some level, but I don't give a shit about their ideas. Like, I wanna, I wanna do my own. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's the frustrating part about now. But imagine they're all your ideas and it's all your agency, it's all your time being spent on things that you care about. I don't care if I'm focused on training for the Tour de France for the next six months. Like, I got to decide that is the point, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, to be fair, you also got to decide what job you have. Truly. So, truly. I mean, but my, my I, I, have a I don't think the solution here is to have everyone go out and quit their jobs. No, but I have a fundamental. I personally, just so you know this about me and know my bias, I have a personal disdain for just working for other people. And it's, it's it's just because of what I was explaining. Like my, I'm not the captain of my own ship, in in that environment, and in in any environment where I'm working for other people. Even if I'm the CEO, like I respond to my board members. Like I don't want that. I want to be the boss, and I want and like if we're if we're living every now, like I want Will and I to be de- deciding what's happening. Like we we're the agenda. Do you know what I mean? And that that's ultimate agency over you know, get into capitalism, get into whatever. Um, that's ultimate agency over our lives, I feel, is because we can be like, hey, we're not going to work for three months and that's okay. Hopefully, hopefully we can support that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like, I like, think for life you that more makes sense that. because you, you put a lot of emphasis on being the boss. But, but for lots of people, being the boss is not important. They just want no, to do something they enjoy doing. No, totally. And that, but you, what you enjoy doing is being the boss. Yeah, uh, just having just having weird and Freudian. <laughs> <laughs> just having agency, just having control over my time, really. Yeah. And and that's why I value that. And 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 leading people, I love leading people. I love I love uh, impact. I love the team. I don't I don't feel um, good being led. I don't feel like good being a sheep. I feel well, good. Well, I'm just going to call you out there and say you can't be a good leader unless you're a good follower. 
Uh, that's you know this is a practice and discipline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's pretty much everything I have though on perfect day. Anything really? else for you? Did you did you have any more like um, notes on how people should approach it? Just like from a from blank piece of paper. Yeah, just like write down different times in the day, like half an hour blocks. Fill it up with things you want to do, and then slowly refine that. Do it every week, every month, and then keep a log of everything you've you've tracked. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean it's it's not rocket science. You just you're thinking about what what do you want my days to be. I feel like none of these concepts yeah. are rocket science. They're all so simple, yeah. but it's just that we we they're fundamental, and it's hard to sometimes yeah. know. I feel like all of our conversations come back to either ask yourself questions yeah. because asking yourself questions forces you to be intentional about your answers. Yes. Or just go out and learn more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is the the two lessons in life is never stop learning and ask yourself lots of questions. Yeah, and question everything, honestly. Um yeah, man, thanks for thanks for bringing this up. I enjoyed this. Thank you. Um where can they find us? Well, on Twitter and on Instagram at Live and Ever Now. <laughs> Live and Ever Now .com is our website. There's a link to our Discord in the show notes below. Yeah. Which we might have to update, by the way. The Discord link? Yeah. Just getting real matter real quick. Um, <laughs> thanks for being here. We enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.